welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Scott as Ornan. At your service. Sabrina as Sylvie. Oh, hello. Jordan as Magram. You're most welcome, I guess. Matt as Guy. That is my name. And so forth. And me, Paul, who's just happy to be here. Thanks for hanging out with us today, all you dodecadorks. <laughs> we got a shop. Get your buttons. Tell a friend. I guess. And I, I, and I guess. one friend. If you have any, <laughs> I don't have any. Because you probably don't. <laughs> and I guess. Happy anniversary or birthday or whatever. <gasps> 12 Sided Guys is three years old this week. You remembered. Wow. It's definitely a birth. Oh, you I had me going. <laughs> well, wow. I'm oh, just wagging my finger at you right now. Three years old. You know what that means? It means that we're mostly potty trained, but we still mess ourselves occasionally. Yes. With pee pee and poo poo. I'm just a little baby. <laughs> well, wow. How time has flown by. We're so excited to be celebrating this milestone with all of you, our loyal listeners, especially those of you who've been with us from the beginning, like Terry, Daniel, Gina, Joshua, Seth, Tyler, and Cameron. Then we had Aaron, Andrew, Kevin, and Tana show their love. And now we have JJ the Mind Punk, Jacob, Maddie, and the Nerded Beard helping us out. We know that there have been others who've shown some Patreon love for a bit and have had to back off their support for one reason or another. And we just want to say we love you too. And thank you for all the support you were able to give when you could. All y'all dodecadorks really keep us excited, and especially you patrons help make us feel so loved. And now, after three years, we're still going strong. We love you. Thanks for loving us back. Anyway. If you ever wondered why someone would build an opera house so far from town, especially when you get attacked by random monsters at any time, then this podcast is for you. It's Chorus of the Forsaken, episode 26, three-year extravaganza. Yeah, but like seriously, you run into an encounter every like three steps in that stupid game on your way to that darn opera house. Yes. Oh, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome back to Via Severia in the city of Redlam. The last time that we were together. Oh, my gosh. I just had a mind fire. What actually happened? We went to the library. Yes. Woo-hoo. The most exciting activity. part of any D&D we- campaign. We also spent a long time bathing and just yes. getting clean. Well, some of us bathed. Some of us, or one of us in particular, did not. <laughs> what are you okay. talking about? Well, you don't see any problems here. <laughs> You're right. Um, after going down into the sewers underneath the city, you guys decided it was time to take a nice long bath and get clean. And then maybe you guys would go and talk with the druids later. So as you guys were either bathing or drinking some wine, having some food, whatever it was that you were doing, you all kind of had your brains wander off in different directions until they all came to visions, visions of the dream team, the characters that our players played in the very first episode. We had a vision of Jibjab up in a tree, watching a pack of wolves tear themselves apart, feeling sorrowful because they know that they were the cause 
of that abnormal behavior. We had a vision of James Hyuk Hyuk Bartles doing some sort of Joker impression. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Where he had uh, forced people to watch his show. And then he looked out on the audience and saw that some of them were dead from the night before uh, with daggers sticking out of them as he began to juggle more daggers. We saw a vision of bubbles uh, from the eyes of, I guess, from his little brother walking through town, passing by an inn called the Weathered Willows past an abandoned shed, and then past a silversmith. That'll come back to us later. And then we saw a vision of Spritz the fairy as he was attempting to make some kind of device, some kind of helmet. He threw it against the wall, knowing that it would not work again. He was drinking to drown himself in alcohol as much as he could before he knew that sleep would finally get him after trying to stay awake for three days just to avoid the dreams that would come. As our players woke up from these visions, they then decided to look at some scrolls. Is that what happened next? (laughs) We had some magic items to take a look at, and we also opened a chest full of scrolls. Yes, so there were some magic items to to look at, including a ring that gave the bearer one casting of mage armor per day. There was a fan that acted like a saber. It was a bladed fan that would um, also cast Gust of Wind. And there were some spell scrolls, including uh, a few level two and three spells, uh, but not the level four. As our players then decided to go out to the Druid's uh, shrine of Sylvanus, they decided first to stop in at the Prolian Archive, where they met Professor Ironspark, one of the uh, archivists here at the Prolian Archive. And uh, Guy decided to ask him about the family Covington, as well as this Draven Hartwood fellow. Um, as Professor Ironspark was trying to get more and more info, then it was then it was Mogram's turn to ask a question. He decided to ask about the town of Oak Road. Professor Ironspark said, huh, well, that's funny. In his, uh, <laughs> that's, his that's his accent, right? Yeah. Yes, he's Jamie Stewart. Yes, he's Jamie Stewart. You are the moon, do you? He's like, Oh, 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 base. <laughs> he said, oh, that's, a, that's interesting. You're the second uh, person in two weeks. I'll make you some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be swell. Harvey. <laughs> that's it. Um, he said, that, you're the second person in two weeks who's asked me about that. And that is where we stopped last time. We are picking up right at that very moment here in the Prolian Archive, Professor Ironspark is standing on this little stool, looking at this lectern with this book on it that he's been taking notes on. Um, and you are all standing in front of him, having just heard this revelation that somebody else was looking out for Oak Road. Professor Ironspark fixes his little spectacles on his nose and he says, oh, well, yeah, that's a, well, well, wait a minute. Don't I know you? Who does he say that to? All of you. But specifically, Sylvie. You don't know me. <laughs> like, no, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I know you. Uh, let me think back. Let me. Oh, oh, right, that's right. Uh, uh, two nights ago, two nights ago at the, at the theater, you guys were there. Uh, we, we were. Yeah, at the um, theater. You don't remember the theater? My accent is totally gone. <laughs> Wait, well, what? A theater. It's there's a, a th- there's a theater here. Well, of course. We, of course, there's a theater. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Ryla was supposed to take me to see her favorite show. But we didn't go, did we? Well, I, 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 you, you don't remember? 
Well, yeah, it was a pretty crazy night. Huh. Well, okay, let me let me just oh, um, no. let me paint a picture. <laughs> we got drunk two nights ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh dear. What did we do? Professor Ironspark in the middle of answering your questions, and he's about to give you this huge revelation about Oak Road then starts to tell you instead this fantastical story from two nights ago, where, if you recall, you guys got blackout drunk because you survived your meeting with the Baron. I'm pretty sure it was two nights ago. It may have been three nights ago. <laughs> we did deserve it. You guys totally deserved it. I don't remember it. going to the theater. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Well, you guys were there. You were totally there. I mean, you guys stole the show. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> we stole the show. I, I, I just am so curious how we got those corgis on my feet <laughs> and roller skating around. <laughs> <laughs> the, I was playing the flute like nobody's business. Professor Iron. You were playing the flute like nobody taught you. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody would pay for my business. (laughs) Professor Iron Spark begins to tell you this tale that you guys do not remember at all. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody together. Everybody together. Ready? We are back at the Oaken Throne. We have Guy, Magram, Ornan, and Sylvie. Not yet Wilhelm and Associates, but we'll still let you guys be. Oh, should I say something about you guys being level six? Uh, are we level six? I feel it. I feel yeah, it. Yeah, you you never six. said anything. We did spill the beans in the potato sack, though, or in the, oh, in the, in the neighbor's potatoes. Yeah. Okay. We spilled yes, I, them. I, I listened to it. I listened spilled to it. You them spilled the beans. potatoes. <laughs> you spilled them potatoes. And then we just like watched <laughs> them there on the ground. I mean, what honestly, what, what, is, what is a bean but a tiny little potato? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, um, this is a few nights ago. You guys have been drinking and celebrating a close call with the Baron. Um, as you guys are drinking and celebrating... Um, Ryla has, uh, uh, has gone out for the night, um, and, uh, other, other people have come and gone that you recognize, but here you are in the Oaken Throne as you see a man come walking in. He has a beard. He's got a close trimmed kind of receding hair. Um, he comes walking in with just like this hangdog look on his face. He just looks so distraught. He walks in, steps up to the bar, right between Ornan and Guy, and he says, Give me something strong. And the bartender behind the, the counter, this dwarven lady, she kind of nods and she sets a bottle up on the table. And he goes, <sighs> You look really sad. We're celebrating. <laughs> uh, not much to celebrate for me. Not tonight, anyway. We have plenty to celebrate. We didn't get thrown in jail. No, since Mogram the divorce. is like sloppy drunk right now. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, this guy needs a drink out of me. We have enough celebration he's, for all he's of gonna, us. He's going to throw a coin to the lady working the bar to kind of cover the guy's tab. But it probably goes way wide and hits the wall behind her. Really it quick. hits the wall, Can but I- she catches it on the rebound. Can I just say, too, your drunk voice for Mogram 
initially sounded a lot like Bill Cosby talking about pudding pops. Pudding. You put the drink on the thing. Theo. Rudy. Rudy. Rufy. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 <laughs> you said you put the drink on the thing, isn't it? You put the thing in the drink. Oh, jeez. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so we're celebrating. Have a drink. Make merry. Have two drinks. I'm going to drink to drown out my woes and my sorrows. You see that he's dressed. Ooh, drama. Here, here, you drink all the stuff. Well, when when you, you came in, you looked like you had a hangdog um, expression on your face, and I just want to know what did dog. your what did your dog do to get hanged? Hanged, but hopefully you didn't get diddled. <laughs> he says, "Who hung no. a dog?" No, that's dead. not it. That's not it at all. You know, you know what they always say. In the theater. Yes. They say the show is kind of not that good. Needs a few corgis. <laughs> no. I love no. Dogs. The show must go. <laughs> and then he kind of looks over at you, Sylvie, and he goes, on. Down. <laughs> Down. Yeah. On. That's on. what I said. He said no. on. Yeah. The, on, show, yeah. the show must go on. Uh, ex- ex- excuse me, miss. I. Daria. Daria. Daria, is that is that you? What are you doing out here? Are you? Is it true? Are you leaving? Um. Yep. S- say yes. Yeah, I am. I am. I am leaving. Um. You specifically. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. You you are a dead ringer for Daria. <laughs> yes. Daria. Oh, have you? Yes. You see, he like starts thinking. He like starts tapping his forehead going. <laughs> Sylvie's a little confused now. She's trying to figure out if she actually is Daria or not. Like, she's like, did I give somebody the wrong name? Is this one of Guy's people talking about potatoes? <laughs> He says, no, no, you, you are a dead ringer for Daria. This, this, this might work. Tell me, have you ever been on stage? And you see that kind of like, there's like some, some like flamboyant movements with his hand. Been on stage? So he's going to whip out her, uh, her flute, her, her rod. (laughs) She's going to whip out her flute and say, I've, I've dabbled a time or two. He's like, no, 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 no. How is your, how is your singing voice? About as good as my flute playing. Perfect. (laughs) You do. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I've heard them both. (laughs) He's like, I, I need your help. He looks around at the rest of you. He's like, are you all? Well, we are heroes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I think well, Mark be any all of that was directed at him and stands up and he's like, I'll do it. I'll sing the song. You tell me what to do, I'll do the thing. <laughs> he says, no, my, I tell you what, if you all come and help, excuse me, uh, What? what is your name, miss? Daria. <laughs> oh, perfect. Already in character. Well, although... Although you'll be in character 
playing another character. But if the Ooh, three of you will better. also come and help me, someone has been it's like characterception. And I'm playing a character. And the simulation That's is true. Hey, Paul. Yes. Were you expected to get through this intro faster? You know what? No, not at all. This is perfect. He's like, no, uh, someone has been threatening the life, the very essence of my, for my lead actress, Daria. And if you would come and help me, if you could fill in for Daria, and then the three of you could help me catch whoever it is who wants her dead. And he pulls out of his pocket a note and sets it on the bar and says, this was left in Daria's dressing room. And she said that she could not act under any of these circumstances. And she left. Ooh, a classic whodunit. You see, like, he puts his, his, his hand up on his forehead, like, he's so, like, um, whatever, <laughs> like, uh, faint. I'll take the letter and I'll read it out loud. Okay, it says, Your beauty is too much, your song too haunting. The power of your song intoxicates my mind. If you sing again, it shall be your last. The Phantom of the Opera is here. Is it signed <laughs> Seltzer? <laughs> It is not signed Seltzer. Seltzer. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, why don't you make an investigation check as you are looking at this note? I think I'm the right one to make this investigation check. Is it with disadvantage because I'm drunk? <laughs> We're not going to play this as you guys being drunk, though. Although that could be kind of fun. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be disadvantaged. Though. But that's okay. I got a two. <laughs> one got a five. <laughs> okay. All right. Margram got an eight. Sylvie got a 19. Oh, you okay. saved us. Okay. Jeez. She may be uh, the most sober of all of us. <laughs> Wait, we are level six though, right? You are level six. Yeah, we'll just keep you at okay. level six. Yeah, I haven't said that in game yet. We'll probably have to say it at some point as we're playing. Hey, nerds, we're level six. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a sound bite for you. <laughs> are you sure that you guys aren't drunk tonight? <laughs> and the players are drunk. Oh, my gosh. All right, sir. I've got one condition. Wait, first, Sylvie, Sylvie got her investigation check. <laughs> I mean, we could just move right there. Investigate, and then I'll tell you my condition. Okay, so, Sylvie, as you're looking at this note, you kind of, like, move it around, and your eyes are out of focus, but then they focus in on it, and you realize the writing is neat and precise, but it also looks like it's not written, like, the, the way the letters are written, it's not a native um, speaker. It's not like this is not a, their primary language. Um, it looks like somebody who um, the letters have a little extra like curl or tilt to them, almost like uh, they learned uh, this language uh, uh, later in life. Or there's something there's something just off about the writing. It's not quite what you it's not quite normal looking. The bloodhound strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like this person. Wait, it's written in common, correct? Yes, it's written in common, yes. I don't feel like this person uh, spoke common as their primary language. But that's about all I've got. So we're racially profiling a letter? I didn't say what race they were. I just said that I don't feel like this is their first language. He says, well, quickly, the show is starting in an hour. And my dear Daria, you only have that long to get into costume, makeup, and to memorize all of your lines. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's a lot of pressure. The leading what? lady. What's, what's your condition, good, good, good sir gnome? I've always wanted to do some drag, and I'm sufficiently courageous tonight. <laughs> so 
I'll be a lady for the performance. Ornan, you would make a beautiful woman. <laughs> he starts looking at the rest of you, just kind of like you can. He, you don't need an insight check to tell that he is. Um, he is uh very afraid of the idea of the rest of you being on stage. He's like. No, I've got very important jobs for you. You, and he points to you, Ornan, you can uh, uh, open the curtain. And you, Dickie, he's like, oh. you can man the ticket counter. Who? Who? Ornan can pull the curtain. Gee can be at the you, ticket counter. Oh, it sounded like you said Dickie. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't get to dress up? I mean, you can dress up for sure. You'll just, you'll have the most important part. The show can't start without the curtains being opened. Perfect. I'm going to look so You know what they say, there's no such thing as a small part, only... If you say it, I might hit you. (laughs) (laughs) To the theater! Wait, do you want me, you want me selling tickets? I sh- I have a face for the stage and I'll pull up the visor, which has been down this entire time uh, on my helmet. While we're and, drinking, it's been uh, down. <laughs> well, I'll take a drink and then put it back down. No, that's the best no, thing. That's it's amazing. So, it's so bright in here. Um, <laughs> you put your glasses on to take them off again. <laughs> I, so I, I flip up the visor to show up my face and there's just like, there's some vomit kind of in the beard. Like, it, <laughs> now see this face, oh it's, fun, it's, it's, it's for the theater. Mm. And I'll grab a drink for the road. A drink for the road. I'll take a bottle for, for the road. You give... Where are we going? To the theater! I think we're going to the road to give to it a the, drink. To the road! I love drinking outdoors, I'll tell you. I think we better tie a string between us so none of us get lost. <laughs> Don't tell me my business. Are we kindergartners? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, as as weird dreams go, you Honestly, know, sometimes... Jordan's reaction was literally the most Sabrina, drunk Sabrina reaction like to that oh, statement gosh. ever. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> Yeah, picking fights with all the Austins or what were their names? Angus. Anguses. Yeah. That's right. Anguses. <laughs> all right. Okay. I as as happens in um, weird memories where like things are kind of shadowy. Um, we are going to now jump uh, ahead in time. Suddenly, you guys are at the theater. You don't remember the walk. If someone were to ask you right now where the theater is, you could not tell them. But here you are walking into the theater. Just a heads up, there are a lot of tokens on this map. Oh, Jesus. All right. Dude, this is going to be... It's super laggy. Moving your tokens is super laggy right now. Dude, this is going to be a huge turn order. <laughs> <laughs> as you guys you guys walk into this theater. So let me explain how the theater, what the theater looks like. It, it's As you walk in, there's like a ticket counter, and then there are these two big double doors, one on the right, one on the left. As you walk through the double doors, you can hear the murmur and the buzz of a crowd um Prancifal is is, not, is Prancifal coming Prancifal is with Dilar at this moment in time I should not have put him on this map oh, oh that's okay he's that's gone. true he's gone Paul had put Prancifal off in the borders and I couldn't get him into the theater and he was <laughs> sad and lonely <laughs> but he's not he's playing with Dilar right now so um, smash, as you guys smash true. smash pass 
Smash. Right. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. As you guys uh, come into the theater, you can see that you enter in through these double doors uh, on the left side and you come out under the stands. There are these bleachers, like four rows of bleachers going up. And then there's like a walkway in between. And then there are three rows of, of benches on the floor. And then in front of that, a little bit further north, there is a pit with an orchestra. You can see it is this um, all woman band uh, led by... Um, uh, I mean, maybe your memories Smash. are just off. They just all kind of look oh, a little bit, a little bit cartoony. Wow, she's I like a little, them a lot. A sexual. <laughs> <laughs> there's a piano. There's a harp. There's a lute. There's a lyre. There your is tokens a flute. are giving me feelings, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And there, it, and <laughs> um, there is this um, like eight-piece band here that is going to be playing the music. And in fact, they're already warming up. They are already playing some uh, music. Hey guys, hey guys, this is my favorite band. As you guys walk in, um, you can hear like the orchestra is, is starting to play. Um, you see this uh, theater owner whose name you can't remember. Like you try, you're all trying to remember, but for some reason, whenever you say like, open up your mouth in this memory to speak, it's just theater owner. And so um, you don't- I was calling remember. him impresario. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. He is theater owner, though. This guy is theater owner. Um, he says, please, Daria, with me. I'm going to take you to your dressing room so that you can get ready and I will help you memorize your lines. Um, the rest of you, why don't you explore around, um, go backstage, see what's going on. And then um, uh, when the curtains uh, raise and our dear Daria goes up on stage, then uh, hopefully whoever is going to strike, you can catch him. All right, but um, where's my dressing room? Where's my trailer? <laughs> uh, Daria, with me. And he takes Daria. Where's my drink? Uh, Sylvie, he takes you um, uh, on the, over on the west side of the building, there is a door. There's also a door on the east side of the building. Um, I need to get rid of all these tokens because they are bogging everything down <laughs> so bad. Uh, we're going to try this because I like the ambiance. Um, okay, he leads you, uh, Sylvie, through a door on the west side of the building, up a little, up some stairs, uh, and then into a back hallway, into a dressing room. Uh, he opens it. You can see as you get back there that there are um, little um, uh, openings that go backstage. You can see the curtain is up. You can see that lights are starting to get lit. There are these bullseye lanterns on the stage pointing directly um, at the at the back of the curtain to light up the actors. Um, Hey, I've seen this token before. Stop, stop, stop. Go. You are not supposed to be in there yet. <laughs> stop, stop. Hey, what, in my dressing room. I no, it's not. Your dressing, room, your, dressing room has, your dressing room has two doors. All right. The, uh, the theater owner goes into the dressing room with you, and he pulls off of this uh, hanger this dress. He says, you are just the right size for Daria, as well as for this part. And he pulls off this, like, um, flashy... Um, uh, very costumey armor. Um, and you can see it's got like red shoulder pads. Um, he reaches over and grabs this, um, this uh, uh, wig and starts putting it on your head. And then there's also another prop that I will reveal in a second. Ornan, Magrim, and Guy, what are you guys doing? So this one that I brought is called Troll's Blood. It's mycelium meat with some strawberry in it. I think you like it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> you guys are just hanging out. <laughs> just, just drinking in, in public. A, just, the, just in the middle of one of the walkways up on the balcony. <laughs> Did the guy say to go and explore all, like, just walk around? I, I could walk around for a little yeah. bit. 
So I What's think the other door, uh, the one on the far over, over there, and he sloshes and spills a bunch of stuff in a in a bag with a bottle in it. <laughs> you guys are moving past just a filled theater. This theater, so if anyone remembers from um, campaign one when we were in the Crystal Codex, the uh, opera house there in Almar, this is less grand. This is like wooden floors. This is kind of um, uh, almost a high school auditorium looking, but uh, like uh, uh, medieval. So like uh, like rough wood floors, the stage is raised up, um, but it's um, it's packed. looks like this is uh, quite the event tonight. Daria dreams of the globe. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Daria, you are back in your dressing room as the, uh, the theater owner starts going over lines. If you want to go to Discord, you can read through the lines uh, of the song that Sylvie will have to sing don't worry, Sabrina. I'm not going to ask you to sing. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina, this is the rough. song. This is the song that, that Sylvie has to memorize. Once if you do sing, though, like lots of points. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, you also get into your costume. So as we're making our way over uh, to the other door to kind of explore around, I'm just going to stop at some random couple and say, hey, um, we're looking for the weird guy. <laughs> it's this halfling woman. She's like, I see a weird guy right here in front of me. And then the husband's like, yeah, get out of here. I turned and I see Magram <laughs> next to me and I was like, there's probably, there's probably pee pee in that bottle. <laughs> 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 this guy, this guy and his pee pee, his pee pee's. <laughs> Put your pee pee away. <laughs> this is a public I, place. You don't understand. Generally, I could whiten your teeth. You, you could use it. The pee-pee would whiten your teeth. <laughs> Just, you think about that, little dude. He spills yeah. a bunch of hey, drink on them. Don't, hey, 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 Magrim. Hey, Magrim. You're right in front of a little kid. Just be aware. You're right in front of a little kid. <laughs> don't do that. Hey, Magrim. Hey, Magrim. Yeah. The size. Don't 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 insult size. I don't. I'm not. It's because <laughs> he's little emotionally. Magram, you get kicked in the shin for <laughs> by a little guy <laughs> by, a, by a halfling. You end up taking two points of damage. I deserve that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gee will say they're attacking us. Quick run. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This All way, right. there's a door up here. <laughs> You're pretty sure that none of this stuff actually happened this way. <laughs> you guys were probably <laughs> just kind of comatose walking around, but it's more fun to remember it this way. All right, as you open the door on the east side, you can see there is a hallway. On the left side, you can see there are entrances that go backstage as well as onto the stage. And then at the far end of the hall, there's a doorway. It actually mirrors the other side that Sylvia's on. You guys wouldn't know that. Um, but the door at the far end is shut. As you start looking through the curtains, you can see people milling about back here. You see there are those sandbags with ropes uh, that go up to the rafters. You can see there's ladders climbing up into the rafters. You can see people who are in costume. They must be actors. They are practicing their lines. You see, hey, where where do you want where do you want me? I'm supposed to do a curtain. 
you see a guy who has um, this uh, sword in his hand. He's wearing like, uh, uh, he's got like this sweater vest on. He's got this big, thick mustache. Um, wow, that's quite the outfit. Yeah, and then he is talking. He is, I think I know what you're doing. He's talking with a tabaxi man with like a fake white beard. <laughs> I love this so much. And a blue coat and a saber and a cane. A, yeah, he's wearing, a, he's wearing a blue coat. You can tell this tabaxi man is not old. He's actually very young, but they've like put like powder and stuff on his fur to make him look old. You can see that there is um you can see that there is this super like super cute like kind of um, oh, um uh, so like cute. super I cute like it. futuristic robot but it's oh like painted gosh, like to look amazing. rusty um and uh, way cuter than Ebby ever was just gotta say. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you know um, it's, it's got like it's got like the feminine form you know like like kind of a sexy old rusty robot um and then it's talking like, with yes like like sexy uh, old rusty robot. <laughs> Mutations. All right. Yeah. You see that you see that this robot is talking with somebody who's got like a, a neckerchief on, this massively huge, obnoxiously I said obnoxious. <laughs> obnoxiously <laughs> huge sword with a gray coat on that's like folded back at the waist. Um if anybody remembers who that guy is. Um, yes. yes. And then, this is like episode eight or nine. And you see, um, you even see dressed in red with a red hat on carrying a loot. You see this blonde woman um, with uh, like a red jacket on that is held uh, together at the neck with these spoons talking with a bearded Irish guy. I remembered her. Aona, <laughs> forgive my thoughts here. <laughs> what? What the hell is going on? <laughs> as as um as the the going back to Sylvie, as the theater owner is talking to you, Sylvie, he's like, yes, as far as the play is concerned, you fit the part perfectly. You will be playing Nari, the hero with the axe. As as legends say, she was. Ah, she sounds amazing. As legend says, she was three feet tall with an axe <laughs> twice as big as her. That's. Interesting. <laughs> and here are your lines for your for the song that you will be performing tonight. So the lines, do you want me to read them or do you want to read them? I can read them. Okay, why don't you go ahead and read the lines uh, for the song that you have to sing. I swing my axe under the sky so vast. Red hair aflame like fires of my past. In battle's roar, my heart beats fast. A warrior's song till breath shall last. And then the chorus. With every strike, my spirit soars. A warrior's path forever roars. Though an empire my axe defies, in war's fierce dance, my spirit flies. That's beautiful. But... (laughs) Interesting. Interesting that it's three feet tall, though. And I'll do it again, but with like a K-pop style. (laughs) All these—you see a couple like people dressed up as guards are talking, and you see people moving up in the rafters. It looks like they're getting ready to get the show started. Is there anybody? Anybody wants to talk to as Sylvie is practicing her song? Orden is trying not to oogle that blonde woman, but failing miserably. I think Mogram is oogling the robot. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So the blonde woman notices you oogling, uh, Ornan, and she kind of walks over and she's like, are you, are you new working here? I haven't seen you around. Well, I was supposed to do this in drag, but nobody told me where the dressing room was. <laughs> she laughs. She's like, you're so funny. 
<laughs> and now you realize this oh, must be your imagination remembering things wrong. Oh, totally. <laughs> she puts her hand on your shoulder. She's like, well, um, since this is your first night, I am playing Ted Weirna. <laughs> no, wait, Ted, Ted, Ted Wardina, the spooniest bard of all. <laughs> I, wow, you've got some spoons on you. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, that's that's the part. Yeah, so I, I hope that you enjoy working on this show. I don't know. Ornan, you're ladling it on pretty thick there, bud. Sorry, I, I just don't know which spoon to look at. <laughs> <laughs> My spoons are up here. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, you guys, this is too fun. Anyway, um, she's like, well, enjoy the show. Um, the show is called Unlikely, is what it's actually called. And as um, she steps actually past you and steps out around uh, to right behind the front curtains, there's like two curtains, right? There's the back curtains that separate the backstage. And then there's the front curtains that they'll open and close throughout the show. Um, it looks like the show is about to begin. You all uh, take your places wherever you will be. Um, Sylvie, the theater owner, brings you down um, around and to the backstage. So you can go and move yourself out that door into the back. Can I also go through this door on the other side you can i didn't i didn't want to talk to anybody uh you see that there is a dressing room um hey and Onan. hey Onan, i found your dressing room <laughs> perfect i'm on my way <laughs> sorry lady spoons <laughs> I'll, I'll start looking i'll start looking oh for gosh. things to pad Ornan's chest oh my gosh okay as you guys are um as you guys are going through the costumes you hear music start as you are here, the music starting to uh, pick up and and play. You um, you see the curtains open, and Ted Wardina, the um, the spooniest bard, this beautiful blonde woman in red, um, steps out and starts playing her harp, and she starts singing a song. World of crystals with an empire to fight. Ooh, it's kind of country. <laughs> Dude, did you use AI to make a song? A song? <laughs> Multiple songs. Oh my god, this is incredible. This is insane. Wow. Wow. People got the vibrato down? The problem is they end abruptly. <laughs> Mogram is just straight up crying, just tears rolling down his cheeks. So, so as you guys are moving around, uh, Ted Wardina, then she, um, she, uh, give me a second. Uh, Ted Wardina actually um, starts to tell the story. She tells a long time ago in a place called Tabory. Woo! And there's like fanfares of music and everything. Four unlikely heroes meet for the first time. In a time of yore, in a land unknown, a swordsman made weary to the bone, met an ancient robot with gears of gold, and together they embarked on a tale untold. It's through the shadows like treason in their eyes, for the sword and the cards fought in them by despised. They spun through the city streets, hiding from the light. This is amazing. It's so good, dude. Ooh, 
Wow, very um, Scottish-Irish vibes. <laughs> As this song is singing, you see this beautiful cu- or this cute little robot go out and start sneaking around. And then this old tabaxi in the blue coat with the saber, they are sneaking around pretending to hide. And then they have a paper in their hands. And then... Um, you know your memory gets, or memory of the event gets kind of foggy and then suddenly there is somebody else that is kind of standing up on a box kind of in the back corner of the stage okay give me one sec i just gotta say though that token fantastic hair for which one ornan i mean uh for uh, uh for Roos, yeah for, for Roos, yeah okay 16 seconds in I love that. That's amazing. It's like a Disney song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, it talks about his stash. <laughs> yes, his mustache. And panache. <laughs> and panache. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, That's but like the first song. I asked, I asked Chat GPT to write a love poem to my wife and they kept and about how much I love her butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, I, it, I don't know if you guys noticed in the first song also it talked about all of you. Uh, I talked about all your previous characters, but it also talked about Roos um, wearing a sweater vest too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I picked up on it. I got that. That was, um, that was Then great. before you guys realize what's going on sylvie is pushed out on stage wearing this fake armor carrying this axe that is twice as big as her and the music starts and she begins to sing i swing my hat under the sky so fast red as flame like fires of my past in battle roar my heart beats fast oh wait this is the these are the lyrics <laughs> yes <laughs> This is the lyrics she had to learn. She is singing this. Sylvie is out there oh, just yeah. killing it. Get it, Sylvie. Oh, wow. That's Sylvie. Freestyle flute. <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't know she had that voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And at one point in the middle of the song, uh, Sylvie pulls out her flute and starts playing her flute, too. And then, uh, yeah, she's walking along. FYI, listeners, there is no flute in the song that we're playing (laughs) for you. Just imagine a flute. All right, then the chorus starts up. You should ever end the song with Kiss My Axe. Oh, oh my God, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are um, kind of watching the show. Um, the story moves on. Sylvie, make a performance check with advantage. All right. Let's see. That is a 17. Nice. nice. Yeah. Very good. You are 
killing it. You you're like maybe I maybe I it. meant maybe I meant for the stage. In fact, let's move you out here. Actually, you I'm are a little worried here. now. How much of this is my uh, drunk memory? Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that sounds like me. Yeah, I'm killing it, dude. I did great well, out there. <laughs> the librarian said that we that we stole the show. So <laughs> honestly, oh my goodness, we are so drunk. What if we do actually steal the show? That we like rob the box really office. What I was actually worried about. <laughs> I, I, I just moved my character token to. Kind of the side stage, so I can see the oh, the main the stage itself. Yeah, very good. You can see that um, as the as the story goes on, uh, Ted Wardina, the uh, spoony bard, she continues to come out and narrate as uh, Sylvie, and then this uh, elm. And <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with pine. Um, we see that Sylvie as Nari, as well as um, uh, this Tabaxi dressed as pine, and then this man with the big fake mustache and sweater vest dressed as Roos and this cute robot dressed as Ebby as they continue their story. I'm going to have, you're going to have, can we make a, can we we make it like a deception check or like a disguise kit check to see how hot we can make Mogram? Yes, you guys can do that. You mean Ornan. You mean Ornan. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ornan. Ornan. Ah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so as you're working on as Ornan and Guy are just getting Ornan knowledge. Ornan has disguised self, so they're doing stuff, but uh, (laughs) Ornan is going to use a little bit of his deep no magic to make himself look gorgeous. You're looking fantastic, Ornan, and I'll swat you on the butt. Go get him. Oh, dear. I didn't know you felt that way about me. And then Ornan will sashay out of the dressing room. As um, okay, so as you guys are getting yourselves all ready in the dressing room, Mogram is the only one who's actually doing what he was supposed to be doing. Kind of, he's actually keeping an eye out for what is going on. Um, I'm trying to go backstage, but I got distracted by a dressing room and a a (laughs) deep dome that needed to get dragged. (laughs) Um, Mogram, go ahead and make a perception check. Actually, no. As you're watching, we can use your passive perception. Um, Magram, you see people moving around backstage behind the main curtain, uh, men and women um, hauling on ropes, raising, uh, raising curtains, lowering curtains. You can see them, uh, uh, some of them climbing up ladders. Uh, and then um, what you notice with your perception is that uh, you watch as one of these backstage people starts to climb a ladder and then um, to, up to the rafters and then comes right back down and he kind of shakes his head and, and then walks away. Um, and as you look up, you can see that there are people moving around in the rafters. There's probably like, uh, like, I don't know, like five of them, five or six people up there moving around in the rafters. Um, and that was just kind of odd that he would start to climb up and then instantly turn back around. And he doesn't just turn around and start going back to work. He turns around and he like walks out the back of the stage and just, you don't know where he goes, but he's no longer even backstage um, working. At that moment, you get to a climax. Pretty in- sure it's a union mandated cigarette break. <laughs> <laughs> you get to this climax um, in in the. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh Jeez. you get to <laughs> you get to this climax in the story um at least oh, one of them this I is bet. a this has multiple multiple acts uh it's a very long play or at least it's very truncated uh story-wise um there is this fierce fight that apparently happens in this abandoned building and as soon as it is over you see all the actors sylvie um you kind of look over you see the theater owner kind of motioning to like play along play along and you see uh that there are some of these actors who are dressed up like like uh like bad guys are now laying on the ground dead as the four main characters uh as they get to work 
In moonlit waters dark and deep Where secrets in the shadows creep We fill the lifeless cold and stark With stones to heighten the dark So dumb. <laughs> I know. It's so great. And now we have this little guitar solo, but here we go. Pick it back up. Beneath the surface they'll descend. In silent depths the journeys end. With rocks weigh the secrets down. In murky depths they'll never down. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most beautiful rendition of hiding a body with stones. Oh my gosh. Sylvie, you are up you are up on stage pretending to cut open these bodies as you shove rocks into their costumes. As one does. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, uh, it is now um intermission. As Sylvie, you are take you are rushed backstage. Um, the theater owner pulls you aside with your seventeen um, uh, performance check. He's like, "You are amazing, maybe better than Daria." Um, with your passive, um, well, actually, make an insight check. I don't know what you mean. I am Daria. <laughs> make an insight check, there, Sylvie. Insight. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, now it's going to roll like four times. Okay, uh, that is a four. Okay. You know, <laughs> I see two rules. Um, yeah, with a four, you're like, yeah, you know, you probably are better than Daria. He, I mean, the, the theater owner really, uh, you see that he really um, has like uh, uh, high hopes for your skills uh, as an actress. Okay, so um, Sylvie, you career, are, guys. You are taken backstage with all the other actors. Um, I'm going to move you all backstage. Uh, oh, yeah, you guys missed... Um, there was a song done by a guy named... Uh, uh, he called himself Angus, um, and it was... Uh, who sings the song, Let's Start a Riot? Who does that song? Isn't there a song, Let's Start a Riot? Yeah, it's uh, Three Days Grace. Let's start yeah. a riot. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's start a riot. <laughs> but we don't, we don't have the copyright for that song. So anyway, very good. Um, we now have intermission. The uh, the orchestra in the pit is just playing some gentle music in the background. And um, you, uh, Magram, uh, Guy, and uh, uh, Ornan, you guys can now um, go talk with the actors or do whatever you want to do. Um, but um, the theater owner is looking very anxious as he comes uh, rushing over to the three of you. Um, he says, have you... Have you found anything yet? Where the hell's Magrim? My acting <laughs> Where are you guys? <laughs> Magrim is stuck behind a curtain. Magrim also oh God, does I not have night vision. <laughs> he can't find his way out. He's like fighting it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was your best twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the theater owner says, have you found anything yet? Have you discovered who has been terrorizing my Daria and been trying to shut down my theater? Wait, I thought you wanted me to dress in drag and do a curtain. <laughs> he looks over at you and he goes, he goes, oh, whoa, uh, pardon me, ma'am. I did, I did not realize you had <laughs> such, such beautiful friends. Um, what is your name? And he says, no, wait, no, no, there's no time. We must find who is out to kill Daria. Wait, I thought you wanted me to do the curtains. <laughs> yeah, you I, can do the curtains I, for I, the second act. I noticed that we just breezed right past the, the <laughs> box office. And I thought you said you wanted me to sell tickets. 
<laughs> he doesn't know. He's like, so you have not found anything out about who is no, threatening sure, my dear I'm Daria? I'm sure Margram did. I'm sure Margram. Margram! <laughs> He's the one that was drinking get out of that. Get out of that curtain! Margram, no. Where you guys? I like to think that he came out of what we got him out of one curtain and he immediately wandered into <laughs> I, another. I, I don't have dark vision, so I only have like limited sight of things. <laughs> He's just poking into curtains. There's no light it in your point dark vision. Oh my gosh. <laughs> can, I, can I pull out a flare and light it up? As the play is going on, you can just kind of see these lumps in the back curtain in the back curtain. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a little bit better night vision, okay? People, oh my people are going to be talking about how they, how crazy it was that there was this random plague doctor walking around back in the background <laughs> and like, oh, it's probably Easter eggs for the, for the sequel. <laughs> was this part of the show? Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. So you can see um, here in the backstage, there's like these rafters, there's these ladders. You see actors milling about backstage. They're drinking. They're like, they're rubbing each other's shoulders. Like, you did great on that song. Yeah, you did so awesome. And then somebody else is like kind of dejected. It's like, don't worry. You'll get that high G flat next time or something like that. I don't know. People, music people. Music talk. Jimmy Taco <laughs> always taking my lines. <laughs> <laughs> Orton walks back with all the actors and starts saying, break a leg and, and you break a leg and you break your legs and all that you got to break your legs. Uh, you see that the character who the actor who's dressed up like adjudicator Rolf is just kind of sitting back. He's taken off his, most of his costume now because he's done for the uh, show. Because <laughs> he um, died so early in the story. <laughs> like, you know, I really thought I'd have a bigger part. <laughs> I really thought you'd turn into the romance for one of those for the mustachioed one. Hey, Magram, did you see anything of interest? <laughs> I saw such a good performance. In the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out where I was. All right, as you guys are talking <laughs> drunkenly and stupidly, um, the theater is like, oh, places, places. The second act is about to start as he hustles off stage and everybody starts to set up for the second act. So should we go up the ladder? I mean, you saw something happen up the ladder, right, Magrim? Oh, yeah, there was there was a guy. Hold on, let me think. There was there was guy who, not you guy, but a guy who went up the ladder and he did something. And then he went away. That reminds me of a nursery rhyme. I think that's a man. Which way did he go? <laughs> I don't know. Out the back, I think. Is there a door back here? All right, everyone, out the back. <laughs> I'm going to go up the ladder, and, and I really hope I don't fall. <laughs> I'm going to oh follow right gosh. behind this beautiful lady and oh. look up this girl. <laughs> you know, Ornan, if you fall, then you will break this leg that you keep talking about having oh. broken. So I guess that may be a good thing. Don't worry, I will mend it. I'm... <laughs> I'm pretty. Hey, everyone! I'm pretty sure that um, I'm pretty sure the bartender put something in our drinks because it's been like an hour and a half, and we haven't metabolized any of the alcohol yet in our systems. <laughs> oh, hello! Oh, as you guys are talking, you see another actress, one that you had not noticed, or you probably noticed her, but the way that your drunken memory is, um, suddenly she comes flashing back to your brain, um, and you're not sure why. Maybe it's because I wouldn't mind her come for you flashing at me. <laughs> 
<laughs> you already romanced that character in the last game. <laughs> and I'm coming in for seconds. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, you see the young actress, this elven woman. She has um, this fake platinum blonde hair. Um, and uh, you can see that she has some stage makeup on one side of her face. Very faint scarring. And she carries a... Um, a crutch under one arm and a blade at her hip. Um, this is the actress portraying Kira, the queen of Tabri. Sylvie, you have been warned there is a musical number with Kira on stage. You're not going to be singing, but you have to act like you are in love. And apparently it's coming up very, very soon. What is going on with oh, the no, rest of you? We gotta save. We gotta save Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, I, okay. We have to wrap up this mystery before. <laughs> I sure hope they didn't write a kiss into this scene. Ooh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Um, did somebody climb up the ladder? <laughs> Ornan climbed up the ladder, but I don't know where it is on the map. Also, Gee followed Ornan. Come on, Wagram. I will. Ladders are safer than curtains. Yes, I have to protect you if you break the legs of th that you keep talking about breaking. There are two ladders. There is uh, one on, more on the east side, one on the, more on the west side that go up to a catwalk up above. Um, Ornan, you're starting to climb up a ladder. Magram and Gee, what are you guys doing? Following Ornan. Okay. All right. As you guys climb the ladder, Ornan, Magram. Gee, as you climb up the ladder, Sylvie is pushed out on stage to have this musical number with the actress dressed as Kira. As you get up here, you see that there are people moving about up here on the catwalks. However, they are armed. They are not just armed. They are heavily armed. You see that there is a man and a woman, one on either side of these catwalks with sword and a uh, short sword, like a long sword and a short sword at their waists. And they have their hands on both of the blades. You can see that there is a woman with a bow uh, standing uh, like on the catwalk, kind of in the middle over the stage. Uh, and it looks like she is looking down. There's also, um, in case you guys can't tell, there is a like a chandelier that hangs down past the catwalks, but over the stage to help give light. And that is hanging down kind of towards the, the middle um, uh, front of the stage. And then there is a figure that you can't quite make out. It's very, very dark out here. But there is some kind of a cloaked dark figure right at the very center of the catwalk, right over the stage. And you cannot make out um, any features. But... Once you climb up the ladder, you see um, this armored man who's standing close to you. He turns to you and says, get down. And then uh, I want you guys to make perception checks. Gee rolled a 23. Ornan got a 6. Mogrim, um, he's got advantage because of that sentinel shield that he carries. Um, so he got a 13. Mogrim, you notice there's something off with this guy, but Gee, you, you clock it right away. His eyes are not focused on you at all. As you are looking at this guy, as he tells you to get back down, um, you see the dark figure at the very front of the catwalk in the middle uh, kind of turns around with one hand and kind of waves away. And this armored man draws his two swords and starts to step towards you as the woman standing next to the cloaked figure draws an arrow. And then the woman standing on the other side of the catwalk, the way the catwalk is, it's like there's like a 15 foot gap as the catwalk um, kind of 
uh, snakes around up here. Um, she draws her swords and she is starting to come towards you as well. And we are going to roll initiative. Sylvie, no need to roll. You are safe. Let me pull up the tracker. And I'm crushing it too, I'm sure. We're going to have you make another performance check in just a second. As a song plays. And feels All eternity, brother. And then end abruptly. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It is this this romantic song about these two women in love and it's like kind of exciting and and uh sylvie you uh, at one point you and this actress dressed like kira are holding hands and you're frolicking in a circle and she singing, says crimson hearts forevermore that sounds like sounds like me and kira and kira says you're doing great <laughs> i know all right let's <laughs> roll initiative he rolled in that 20 for a 22. Woo-hoo. Ornan got a three. Malgram got a 16. I'm going to make some rolls here. One, two, three, four. I, I've got a chaotic idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I was thinking all my powerful stuff is pretty loud and chaotic and very visual. And at the top of the initiative order, we have Guy. Guy, this man in armor with a long sword and a short sword is walking towards you on these catwalks. The catwalks are about five feet wide. There are railings in places. However, it'd be fairly easy to fall off. I'll say to everybody else, I think this one is being um, manipulated or controlled. It's eyes are less focused than than yours, Mogram. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, actually for my action, I'm going to uh, do Investiture of the Void and give myself 15 temporary hit points. And then for my for my bonus action, I'm going to pass between 30 feet uh, right up next to the archer. Actually, it's only 20 feet right next to the archer. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'll be right there next to her. And can I get a better look at this person in the black robe? Why don't you make a an investigation check? Or no, sorry, a perception check. Make a perception check. Uh, it's a 19. With your 19, as you look at this figure, long purple fingers, you see purple <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> It's Ultros! No, wait, no. It is an Alithiid mind flayer. You see oh, this, this uh, supernatural creature up there. You can see that he is doing some sort of psychic work on these individuals up here, but he is focused on what is going on down on the stage. Hey, guys, remember those squid snakes? I found their dad. <laughs> I found their daddy. <laughs> oh, my daddy. gosh. All right. Okay, uh, next next up, we have Magra. Magra, what are you going to do? So, remind me, is the guard that's, like, right near us, is he... Is he... He's going to fight against us. He's advancing on you. His eyes are not focused. He's got blades drawn. These do not look like the show swords that you saw in the back uh, behind the stage. Got it. Okay. Um, well, no better time than the present. Um, 
Mogrim like burps and um, hold on. Let me see if I can get one out. <laughs> nice. And uh, with that burp, he's like, oh, crap. And Hinky Punk is going to show up <laughs> right here in front of that guy. <laughs> and let's see here. So I'll do my that's a bonus action. But with my action, I will go ahead and chuck a phosphorus capsule at that guy. He needs to do a DC 15 deck save. Also, Hinky Punk can attack on this turn, too. Yeah, I'll have him do that. That is a failure. Okay, so he will take... <laughs> Minimum damage. Two, <laughs> Two damage. damage. Okay. Nice. Nice. Does this him out of it? The Hinky no. Punk is probably drunk, too, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's like... All right. <laughs> <laughs> drunk on all the souls it's been drinking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it attacked for a 25. <laughs> it's holding a lantern. I thought I was holding a beer. <laughs> it attacked for a 25. 25 will definitely hit. This guy's wearing like splint armor. Nice. And it did seven force damage. Nice. Okay. Very good. All right. With that, it is now this guy's turn. This guy, now that he has been hit, he has a chance to break free from the Mind Flayer's hold. And that is not going to do it. Rolling a natural seven. It is now his turn. He's coming at you. Hinky Punk is right in front of him. So the only person he can reach without moving is going to be Ornan. Ornan, you have three attacks coming at you. Two with a long sword and one with a short sword. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure that's three hits. Wow. Uh, 23, oh, 21, and 24. Those all hit, yes. Yes, okay. That is going to be a total of uh, eight plus 12 is 13 plus nine is 22 22 damage so holy but those were three different hits though right those are three different hits so you get to subtract nine of that 13 13 damage okay Okay. that's amazing (laughs) oh my gosh that's where that skill comes in clutch creatures that have lots of attacks but don't hit very hard that's where that skill is really, really good. All right. Um, after this warrior goes, the woman on the far side of the catwalks, she is going to attempt to jump across <laughs> the 15 feet to get to you. Oh, so, fingers crossed she fails. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Her strength is 16. Oh, then she oh, should say with a running start, she, she should be able to do that. If she, she has a running start. Uh, she does not have a running start. So she's going to make um, a, an athletics check. She's got to get a 15 to clear this. She has got a plus five to this roll. So she's got to get a 10 or more. Oh, she makes Ooh. it with a 16. She leaps across. Um, that is uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Actually, it's 20 feet away. It's 20 feet away. Oh, well, she got a 21 though still, so. She got a 21, so she still made it. Um, and then she is going to rush now down towards Guy. Guy, you have three attacks coming your way. Two with a long sword and one with a short sword. That is going to be a 19 and, oh my gosh, 19 and 22. Uh, both of those will hit, but we roll the 19's damage first. Okay, so the 19's damage is going to be uh, seven damage. Ornan is going to redirect one of those. Uh, no. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> just okay. So seven damage. She takes fifteen. Okay. Uh, the second attack with the long sword is going to be another seven damage. She takes fifteen, and I still have one. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the short sword attack is going to be, that's going to miss with, uh, with an 11. That is her turn. Okay. All right. So I still have one temporary hit point. Next person <laughs> to do a melee attack on me will still take the 15 damage. <laughs> she she just dirty damage. Destroyed. <laughs> yeah. She is just like, boof, boof. Um, and now, so she gets to make the save at the beginning of her turn. So since that damage happened during her turn, she is not going to make that save again. It is now the archer's turn. This scout who's up here, Bikoa Skag is her name for some reason. Um, she <laughs> has a long bow. She pulls it out and she's going to take uh, two shots. One at Ornan and one at Magrim. Uh, she can't shoot. Both with disadvantage because I'm right next to her. Uh, she is going to um, step backwards uh, onto the chandelier. Uh, you can take your attack of opportunity if you want to because she does not want disadvantage. That's a 26 for eight bludgeoning damage. Eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, just like that, you see blood starting to, to leak uh, from her, uh, from her like her her ear as you clobber her upside the head with this queen's scepter. But she is still going to get her two shots off. The first one is going towards uh, Magrim. Magrim, that is going to be an 18 to hit you. Oh, that'll hit. That's Darn six it. damage. Ornan catches the arrow. <gasps> and throws it at the guy next to him. <gasps> My hero! Damn! <laughs> so that damage is now redirected, and he takes uh, six damage. And then the second arrow coming at Ornan, that is going to be only a 12 to hit. That will miss. Okay. That is Nobody now... Nobody throws things at my friends! <laughs> that That is now going to be Ornan's turn, and after Ornan, at initiative one... With the worst roll possible, we get the Alithiad Mind Flare. I would like to just push the guy like five feet backward. <laughs> nice. Right into a the good gap. Old shove. <laughs> yep, right into the gap. We make opposed athletics checks. This guy has a plus five to this roll. That's oh. a 19. An- oh. Okay, well, let's see. I have a plus seven. And I got a 23. Nice. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All Push right. Push off the edge. And then Ornan's going to run his 30 feet to try and get um, up to the other fighter. And if I could, I'd like to just jump over the gap as well. Uh, with your running start, you shouldn't have a problem doing that. Uh, Sylvie, down on the stage, you and Kira are still in the middle of <laughs> frolicking through this fake, these fake wildfires, seeing if wild, wildfires, wild, fake wildfires, <laughs> wildflowers and romance. <laughs> wildflowers and romance, th- singing about, um, what was the name of this song again? I can't remember what it was. It was uh, something about Crimson uh, Hearts. Crimson Hearts, yeah, singing about your Crimson Hearts. Um, they and were just you're about s- to start singing It's Raining Men. <laughs> it's <laughs> Raining Men! <laughs> and then it is Raining Men. Uh, lands right down on the ground, right next to you. Um, but we are now at Ornan. You are rushing up to this woman. You have one attack left because your shove was only one attack. Oh, then I'll push her too. <laughs> so her, if you push her, she's going to bump into Gi, and then that could possibly push Gi off. Yeah, don't do that. Could I don't I, have good athletics. I, what if I stood I'll catch one him. space to the other side so that I'm like... Well, that wouldn't push her off either. Right. Yeah. It looks like right now you don't have a good angle to get this woman pushed off, but you can definitely swing your Warhammer at her. All right. And throw. Because well, do, do I have the blade yet at this point? I don't think I did. You do not. A 15 to hit? Uh, that will not hit. No. Okay. Then that will be Ornan's turn. Sorry, right. guys. I was trying to knock this one off, too. 
All right, this um, creature, this mind flayer, this illithid, uh, turns around and sees what's going on and says, No, you cannot ruin this for me. I must kill Daria, but I will kill you first. Or something like that. It really sounds kind of weird when he says it now. I need... Plus, it's all drunken, drunken memory. Yes, it is. Second drunken memory. Hand drunken sounds memories. like Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> you guys, you guys are going to hate me so much. I need everybody, not Sylvie. I need you all to make intelligence saving throws as his tentacles what? flare open wide, waving in the air, and this blast of psychic energy screams out at you. Intelligence saving throws, go for it. I got a seven. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it a spell? Um, it is. It's so, a psychic energy. I would say it's like a spell, yeah. Because uh, gnomes get resistance. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! I killed the Bogram got a twelve. <laughs> this this ain't gonna be good, guys. <laughs> Looks like we've all been enthralled. Ornan got a fifteen. Ornan, you saved. Ornan, you managed to save. Um, it looks like okay. Ornan saved. Um, Magram and Gee, you are both going to take some damage. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys take 27 <laughs> damage. Whoa. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. 27 damage, guys. That's a lot of damage. That's, that's rough, dude. Oh. Do I take half? Nope. You don't take any. Oh, wow. Here is the deal. Now, Gee and Magram, you are both stunned. You guys can repeat your saving throws at the beginning of your turn. Sylvie, at this point, that person has fallen to the ground. You can go ahead and roll initiative and now jump in and fight from down below if you are so inclined. I mean, I'm not going to miss out on a good fight. They they pay more if you bleed. I'm pretty sure the, uh, the <laughs> theater director said that when he came to hire us. Oh, wait, let me click my character. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. All right, so that is a 20 initiative. <gasps> 20 initiative. Very, very good. Uh, that's going to take us back to the top of the initiative order. Gee, it is your turn. Your turn is up. Roll a an intelligence saving throw. Wait, did you say, you said beginning of your turn. Did you mean the end of your at turn? At the end of your turn, sorry. Okay. At the end of your turn. But wait, before you do, before you do, I want you to <gasps> roll with advantage. As the soldier falls from the sky, you hear a gasp from the crowd, and then you hear Ted Wardina uh, kind of step out on stage. She says, oh, uh, uh, the, the Empire is attacking! And then you hear from the crowd, wow, what amazing special effects! And you all have <laughs> advantage on intelligence scores because the crowd is cheering you on! I still only got a 12. <laughs> you are still stunned! <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie, nice. you are down below and um, you hear this buzz and this hum of the crowd saying, whoa, special effects. Wow, amazing. And you get the distinct impression that right now you could do whatever you want oh and pass boy. it off as special effects. You can kind of see up on the catwalk what's going on. You can see that standing on the chandelier, there is somebody with a bow in their hand. You see there's an armored figure uh, kind of blocked a little bit so they'd have some cover, but you can make out leaning over the railing, um, gazing down now at you, Sylvie, dressed as Daria, dressed as Nari. Um, you see this mind flayer looking at you and it takes one of its weird 
jointless thumbs and runs it across its neck. Oh, jeez. I don't like that. I don't trust these guys. You also see Ornan and Drag up there, too. I don't know if you saw him before. But. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking fantastic. <laughs> All right, Sylvie, what are you going to do? Um, okay. If I'm, if I'm feeling pretty good that nobody's going to notice what I'm doing... Plus, this is a memory and you survived. So. I guess that's true. I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. Okay, yeah, cool. So I'm going to use my bitch bolt then. Um, and at this point, yeah, I'm just going to go wild. Um, use it at third level. Oh, hell. That was a 10 to hit. Uh, 10 to hit who? Oh, sorry. That was I'm, I'm going towards the Illithid who, who threatened my life. Oh, gotcha. Oh, the, the bitch book goes wide. And everyone, you hear the cry go, wow, pyrotechnics. Ooh. Ooh. And this, everyone's like getting all really excited. Anything else you want to do, Sylvie? Um, I'm going to push the actress who plays uh, Kira out of the way. Um, you're just gonna push her. No, you bravely push, push her out of the you, way. You bravely, we gotta give her a nice smooch first. You bravely <laughs> push her out of the way, and she forgets to use her cane, and she says, oh, "I've been healed." And she runs off stage. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, it is now Magram's turn. Magram, the crowd is cheering. the The uh, excitement is palpable. You can make an intelligent saving throw with advantage. Come on, big money! An eighteen. You break free of this enthralled state. But that is your turn. All right. Um, the, um, the, I forgot, the, the, uh, the soldier, the one who fell from the catwalk, um, as he hit the ground, he took some massive damage. Um, actually, not too bad. Just uh, six falling, no, sorry, one more. Uh, he took seven falling damage um, from the fall, and he is going to make another save. Um, he is going to get up and come towards... <gasps> Sylvie. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Sylvie. Come at me, bro. Sylvie, you have three attacks coming your way, but you are wearing armor. It's stage armor, so you can add plus one to your AC for this encounter. Okay. Um, two attacks with a longsword. Uh, we've got a 20 and an 11. The 20 will hit. Okay, that's going to be eight damage, followed by a short sword attack is going to be uh, 17. That will hit. For nine damage. Okay. That's not too bad. All right. Okay. It is now this other soldier's turn, this other warrior up here on the catwalk, and uh, she is surrounded by Guy and by Ornan. Uh, she is going to go after... Guy is... The stunned one. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, that makes the most sense. Okay, yeah, she is going after Guy. Guy, uh, two attacks with advantage. Uh, the first one with the longsword is going to be only a 16 to hit. Uh, that will miss. Okay, the second one with advantage is going to be a 21. That will hit. And she takes 15 damage right off the bat. And she doesn't because I took a whole bunch of damage already. Got rid of my last uh, temporary oh, hit point. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, you are going to take then. Um, oh, sorry. That's with the. Uh, that's going to be uh, eight slashing damage. Oof, and then not looking good, guys. A short sword comes at you. Ooh, for a 24. Yep. Oh. And that is going to be for seven damage. Okay. All right. I'm. Yeah. 
I'm real low. Oh, no. <laughs> but you're still standing. Okay, it is now the archer's turn. The archer's going to take a couple shots at Ornan. Two shots coming your way. That is going to be um, a 17 or a 21. The 21 will hit. That is going to be uh, max damage. That's going to be 11 damage uh, at you. So It's not eight. magical. Eight damage, yes. Okay. And Ornan, it is your turn. You are not stunned. You have this woman in front of you. She has been beating on your friend who is standing there stunned. What are you going to do? Hey, it's not nice to hit a drunk man. And Ornan will hit her with his war pick with a 22 to hit. That'll hit. For 11 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to hit her. I'm going to uh, do the skeletal brand so she'll take an additional 2d6 okay she has to make a save or something uh, dc 14 strength save uh, she manages to save <sighs> I, I have not gotten anybody with that yet but she takes an additional 7 fire damage Ooh, she is not looking good okay then I will hit her one more time with the okay. warhammer side okay for a 20 to hit that'll hit Dealing seven damage, or pardon me, nine damage. Nine damage. What does that look like as you clobber this Oof. woman with your hammer standing or- up here in the catwalk? <laughs> Ornan kind of hits her on the side of the head and just kind of sends her flying off the catwalk. Um, off the catwalk, yeah. She <laughs> she breaks her little tush off the catwalk. That was terrible. <laughs> I was trying to make a song about how he gave a little push off the catwalk. <laughs> That's so much better. That's so much better. Orton's gonna run up to the archer, and he's okay. gonna he's gonna spin the shaft, and he's gonna go again. Two more okay. hits. Okay. The first. Wait, wait, one. There's, a, there's an elephant right there. No, I'm just gonna clear clear the ads first. <laughs> the mind controlled people. Yeah, just kill animals. The uh, the first one was a ten. To also, hit. Ornan's still dressed in drag. <laughs> yes, the ten to hit. Um, yeah. Uh, the ten will not hit. No. And then the last one is a a, a nat twenty twenty seven. Tw- oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see what damage you can deal. I rolled a seven, and it's plus six, so uh, 14, 20 damage. What happens as you clobber this woman? (laughs) Ornan kind of hits her the opposite direction and sends her flying down the catwalk as well. Okay, yeah, off the the catwalk and onto the stage. Throwing bodies at me. Guys, it's raining people. This is the, the special effects crew. I'm working the curtains. It's raining. All men. right, and now Hallelujah. That is the turn. <laughs> now there is just the mind flayer still up here. There is still one of the soldiers down below harassing Sylvie, but let's see what happens with the mind flayer's turn. All right, the mind flayer is going to um eat my brains. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Wait, I thought you were supposed to have sexy time with mind flares. That's what it was. <laughs> they betrayed. Oh, Can yeah. I just say okay. how jarring it was to all of a sudden be in a memory and have the, the, the emperor there <laughs> topless? <laughs> was, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Um, but you banged uh, him, didn't you? Wait, what? I'll never tell. Hey, you, you got to sleep with everybody. You do. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. This Alithian comes rushing at you, Guy, um, snarling and uh, just uh, uh, hissing in this uh, this crazy, bizarre language that you do not understand. Um, and it is going to, with advantage, it's going to try to attack you with its tentacles Wait, of its I might face. understand. Is it Thieves Can't? Is it talking about <laughs> potatoes? <laughs> there is no Thieves Can't. It is going to hit you with a 20. And it yeah. is going to deal... 2d10 plus 4. Then there's no way. I mean, I only have 4 hit points left. 14 damage. You are now incapacitated and grappled. And he's eating my brain. (laughs) And on the next turn, it 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 can extract your brain. Yep. Oh, okay. that's bad. Hey, that's not good. That's what Ryla was supposed to be doing to him. Oh, <laughs> oh. All right, uh, Guy, why don't you go ahead and make a death saving throw? Oh, no. It's a 14. That's a pass. That's a pass. Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, Sylvie, you are down below. It is your turn. Uh, what are you going to do? This this guy is here behind you harassing you with a long sword and a short sword. It looks like he has been hurt for sure, um, but um, not very much. How? Okay. And, and he looks pretty aggressive. Yes. On a scale from 1 to 58, he is at like a 43. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that's if I know anything about my skills of aggression, that's pretty pretty high um, <laughs> yeah. so I think I think Sylvie is going to um, misty step and okay. um, appear in, like by the illithid okay and then I think so that maybe I won't come up right right next to him I will kind of uh, go on the platform across from him like over here. So maybe maybe closer to yeah, like that. Okay, gotcha. So you're still up there, kind of in the middle. You're on the other side of this uh, chandelier, um, but um, yeah, you're you've got a little distance between you and the Alithian, who is literally trying to break through Guy's skull right now. Cool, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just gonna cast a mind sliver at it and try to just you know. I don't know. Hurt it a bit. Does that deal psychic damage? <laughs> yeah. Is it is it immune to psychic damage? I'm looking. I don't think it is. It's not immune to psychic damage. It does have magic resistance, though, so it gets to it's make a... Dumb. Well, um, is this a saving throw? or Yeah, is this, it's uh, an intelligence 14. Okay. Uh, yeah, it rolled a 13 plus 7. It rolled a 20. All right, we'll take two damage. Oh, it's a cantrip. You don't take you don't take half damage on a cantrip. Oh, oh no, that's you true. Don't. You okay. don't. Also, this should be two d six, not one d six, because we're we're over level five. Oh yes, over level five. Congratulations, everyone! You guys have been <gasps> level six since you're drunk. You guys leveled up um, when you guys were so drunk, and you just forgot until now. Wow! <laughs> so welcome to level six. So what you're Amazing. saying is we need to get drunk more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Sylvie, that's your turn. Magram, it is your turn. You see, Guy is uh, being harassed uh, and uh, gobbled eaten. up. He's being eaten. <laughs> He's being eaten. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's being eaten by this mind flayer who has still taken no damage. So the question I have for you is how do you handle diagonal movement, Paul? Uh, Could I get to him five, if 10, I were to jump 15. over the rails? Uh, the hinky punk or you? 
No, not the hinky punk, but myself. Uh, yeah, you can. They're five foot gaps. You can get there. You can stand over Guy's body for sure. Okay, cool. I want to do that. I'd like to move, like moving diagonally. I'd like to kind of get within, maybe not over Guy's body, but next to it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you move around this kind of snaking catwalk and manage to get right up to Guy. Cool. And then Mogram's going to pull out the biggest horse tranquilizer, fattest <laughs> syringe of... Oh, I thought, I thought it was going to be like a horse pill. Like, you're going to give me a suppository. <laughs> no. I don't know if it's a drunken memory, but that was the it's biggest okay. needle. It's good that you're not awake for this. <laughs> um, and I'm going to plunge this gigantic syringe into him, and it's filled with adrenaline and analgesic for pain stuff and clotting agent. What this is is a level three, um, like, uh, cure wounds. What is it? Healing? Yeah, cure not wounds. healing word. But cure wounds. Yeah, cure wounds. It was, is it going in the chest or the butt cheek? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing you're laying on your back, but... If not, then in your laying on your stomach, it's totally going right in your butt cheek. Nice. That's where it <laughs> but, should go. <laughs> but here's the deal with my um, with my emergency resuscitation expertise. You get max healing on this level oh, three. Yeah. Oh my so gosh! So it will heal you for twenty eight hit points. Damn. Whoa! Oh That's my so gosh! Oh, oh, oh. oh gosh! And That's just like clutch. that, geesh. You are back up. You are still grappled, um, but you're not stunned because you went down before the stunned effect would have taken place from just being attacked with the tentacles. So am I restrained or grappled? You are grappled. You are no longer restrained. Ooh, okay, nice. Cool. And then I'll move Hinky Punk as close as I can get on this turn. It's not going to get all the way there, but we'll move it closer. I like to think the syringe is still sticking out of his butt. 100%. Awesome. And that's, well, very good. With that, Markham's like, bop, 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 and that's his turn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. It is, now, gosh, it is now Ornan's turn. Ornan, what are you going to do? All right. Ornan is going to hit with the Warhammer. Okay. Oh, that's going to miss. Uh, for 11 to hit. That will miss. And his second one, say 23 to hit. 23 will hit, yes. Um, then that will deal 14 damage. And since we're level 6 and I did bludgeoning, I took the crusher feet, so I'm going to push him 5 feet away from me. Oh my gosh. As this Elithiad, <laughs> as this mind flayer is pushed off the stage and falls down to the stage, taking 3d6 falling damage. Uh, 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 taking one, two, three, four, <laughs> taking four damage. Oh, four whole damage. Yeah. Oh, man. You can see he squishes unnaturally. Like there's no bones in his body as he's like that, that monkey that you can get on TikTok that I got for my kids. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No idea. No. No. Uh, it's like a Stretch Armstrong, but like they throw it off buildings and stuff as he splats to the ground. All right. Um, Geronimo! I'm going to jump on him. <laughs> oh, you're jumping down <laughs> off of him too? Yes. Oh my goodness. I don't know okay. if I'll hit him, but I can roll on athletics or take damage or whatever, but I'm going to jump down. Okay, so uh, for make a, I'm gonna say we're gonna play this fast and loose. Make a ranged attack against oh. his AC of 15, but he is prone. Um, <laughs> so with advantage, the crowd is cheering like crazy. Somebody, <laughs> you hear somebody yell out, "That must be the angel Iramil!" 
Oh, man. <laughs> Fallen from the heavens. So did you say with advantage? Yes. Okay. My dex is not very high. Uh, let's see. First one's a 14. The second one is 19. The 19 will hit. Okay. So what I want you to do, I want you to roll 3d6 bludgeoning damage. You are going to take it, and so is he. And your armor's not going to save you from the yeah, falling damage. I, I rolled a three and two ones, so five damage. <laughs> Jeez. Man. <laughs> I am still in drag. Like, this is the most elegant, beautiful performance. Amazing. That must be that must be Nilla. <laughs> oh gonna say, people, people are like, who is this beauty? Um, yes, and they're like, oh, the wilted rose. It's the wilted rose. Come back from the act one. Um, and um, at this, we are going to now move to the mind flayer's turn. The mind flayer is going to rise up and look at you, Ornan, and is going to make an attack. It has plus seven to hit you with this. Um, I didn't do this last time. I'm going to do this now. It does not get its mind blast ability oh, thank back. God. Oh man. But <laughs> he is going to bad. attack at you. Plus seven to this roll. That is going to be <laughs> That is going yeah, to be yeah, yeah. an eleven. And he misses. You can see in his eyes worry and fear. And then you hear the crowd starting to shout out, get him, Nilla, get him, kill that Iramil. <laughs> and uh, we are jumping back up to the top of the round with Guy. You are up there. You are still lying prone. You have a splitting headache. Um, and uh, it is your turn. What are you going to do? The action has moved down to the stage. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and pass between down to the stage. I'm going to pop up about 20 feet away from the Illithid, and I'm going to say, Never fear, everyone. Behold, it is I, the valiant chamber pot salesman. (laughs) He's the best character, honestly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so good. I love it so much. I love it so much. All we need is Chubby Morgan Freeman. Oh, Oh. yes. Okay, and then I'm going to... uh, What's going on? My scroll wheel's not working. So, So then I'm going to, as I pop down there, I'm going to go ahead and say Rupteast and throw out two arcane blasts. Okay. So, jeez. Oh, I ended up rolling three times and none of them would hit. <laughs> 13 and 13 or 12, but it should have been just the, the first two. So, yeah. They just go wide. The crowd and I'll say, is... And I, I'll say, ha ha. <laughs> the crowd is <laughs> cheering. And then you hear somebody yell out. Um, oh, they yell out. He's my favorite character. Why doesn't he have a name? And uh, with that, you are you get inspiration and you get to make one more attack. <laughs> okay. So where the first one looks like a blue orb and the second one looks like, you know, an amber uh, uh, crow. This third one that came from inspiration, he basically grows two big purpley muscly arm, like spiritual arm things that are holding a straight up ship's cannon that fires at it at the <laughs> illithid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 25 Whoa. to hit. That will hit. Tight, tight, Only tight, five tight. damage though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that? Oh my gosh. This, uh, we keep rolling minimums, guys. <laughs> I don't like this. This mind flare is still standing, not even bloodied. Um, it is now Sylvie's turn. cuts. Well, Sylvia, it's your turn. You are up in the catwalk now. You hear the crowd saying, where did Nari go? Where is she? Where's the hero? 
Sylvie is actually going to use uh, her witch bolt again um, for now and send some lightning down from the skies for a nat 20. That's where Nari oh is. Oh my goodness. Oh, there we go. And how much damage? 26 to hit. That'll um, hit. And then that does, it didn't add the damage for me. Is that 26? 26 yeah. damage. Holy Lee cow that is going to put us at oh my goodness and just like that you see this lightning wait, hit wait. the that's that's 26 damage but it's not doubled oh that didn't double it it didn't it did what that's <laughs> 52 damage it's a six to ten and a ten on 3d12 oh, oh my, my goodness um yeah get, get wrecked with it uh sylvie oh man as you cast down your bitch bolt and lightning connects from the catwalk down to the stage, the audience is having trouble seeing where it came from, but they see the result. They see the, quote, Angel Iremil, end quote, being zapped by lightning from the skies. What happens to this mind flare? Yeah, I mean, it's like fried squid, dude. <laughs> The smell of seafood fills the air as this mind flare crumbles and sinks and sags and squishes down to just a like a like an empty balloon as it lies there dead. You see this soldier next to you on and about ready to attack you with long sword and short sword again. You see him shake his head as his eyes clear and we are going to cue victory music. Yay! And Looks like we have it, been guys. up to some. We've <laughs> been up I'm... to some illicit activities. <laughs> oh my god! Morgan <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. pukes over the rail. <laughs> Ornan walks over to Guy and holds his hand, and then turns to the audience and bows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You see all of the actors come out, and they start. They go up onto the stage. Let me move all all you guys up onto the stage because this has been so fun. I also imagine that after the the witch bolt, Sylvie just jumped down with her axe and then started like kind of like pretending like she was hacking at the body, just in a fit of rage. <laughs> Jumps down or or Misty steps down. Well, I think it would I would it would attempt to be a like a jump. Like it would look like a jump. <laughs> okay. I think I would just jump down. Honestly, you guys seemed fine. Margaret would have probably fallen down <laughs> off of the uh... <laughs> You guys can each take 3d6 damage as you jump and fall off the, off the catwalk. I'm totally rolling that. Yeah, honestly. 14 damage. <laughs> I, have, I have four hit points left. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am like super messed up. <laughs> Magram sobers up instantly. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. What like, is this? That was 30 feet. I just fell 30 feet. Oh my god. Oh. How much damage did you take, Sylvie? Uh Sylvie took eleven damage. And how is how is our heroine Nari feeling as she lands next to Ornan in drag? Triumphant. <laughs> Everybody comes out on stage. Even the theater owner comes out and uh, the crowd is cheering and applauding as the music swells. Uh, the band did not stop the entire time because as they say in the theater, the show 
breaks your legs. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I Ornan. break the legs, hey. Ornan. <laughs> hey, Ornan, whatever happened to those two people that you killed? Are they all right? <laughs> all I know is I was swinging at the, the squid one. The theater's a dangerous place. <laughs> there are totally two dead bodies here on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the crowd going, wow, they're so in character. They refuse to stand up to take a bow. <laughs> bravo, bravo. There's like golf claps all over. Um, as you all take a bow and then take a bow again, as the music swells, suddenly <laughs> you are all Back to the Prolian Archive, standing in front of uh, Professor Ironspark. As he looks at you all, he says, Well, yeah, that was quite the show. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight. It kind of was. That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Hey, hey, I just want to say real quick, hey, thank you guys. You, my players, or our, whatever, the players. Thank you for three amazing years of D&D and podcasting for everyone to listen to. Uh, it has been a highlight of my last three years, for sure. So thank you guys very much for sacrificing so much time to play with me. And uh, I am... It's not a sacrifice, Paul. It's not, it's a, sacrifice. not a sacrifice. Oh, okay. I second well, that. I love playing D&D yep. with you and everybody. the best. Well, very good. Okay. Well, guys, uh, thank you all for listening to our patrons. Thank you so much for all your support. For those of you who would be patrons or who have been patrons in the past, thank you so much for everything. Don't forget we got buttons. And until next time, we hope you have a great time. <laughs>